Hello, my name is Gillian Bowen, the Australian Manager of Public Affairs at Chartered Accountants ANZ or CAANZ. This is Small Firm Big Impact. If you sit with your accountant and call in the specialist, the registered liquidator, they can help you navigate that journey. If you've got a viable business, that's the key thing here. Well, let's get the debt sorted and clear you to move ahead. And that's what saves the business, acting early. I often find it's a three-way partnership between myself as a restructuring practitioner, who's often only involved for a short period of time, the member who normally becomes involved in the turnaround strategies and their implementation, together with the ongoing monitoring of their clients and the client themselves. I think our members tell us that when they start these difficult conversations with their clients, the clients stop coming. But the upside of this process, if you meet the eligibility criteria, it's a positive conversation. It's the podcast giving you and your clients the up-to-date information you need to do your jobs. Each fortnight, I share resources, tools and expert advice provided by CAANZ and a range of people across our profession. So make sure you're following the pod in your favourite pod app. And if you've got an idea for the show, email podcast at charteredaccountantsanz.com. Today, we have Chartered Accountant, Registered Liquidator and Trustee in Bankruptcy, Andrew Barnden, a Director at international insolvency firm, Rogers Reedy. He's also the Chair of the Insolvency Management Committee at Chartered Accountants, ANZ. And also in the studio, Jill Lawrence, CAANZ Senior Policy Advocate for Business Reform. The topic, the small business restructuring process. We're going to dive into what it is and show you how it can save your client's business. Andrew and Jill, welcome to Small Firm Big Impact. Thanks. Great to be here today. Gil, looking forward to it. Okay. I think giving an example of a business who's used the small business restructuring process is a good place to start. And then we can pick apart the process of all that. Andrew, over to you. Thanks. Late last year, I was appointed to a security company. It was under financial distress, largely as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and at the same time unfortunately the director was going through a marriage separation Mm -hmm. causing him some severe mental health issues. The director via his accountant approached Rogers Reedy as he had an outstanding payroll tax liability plus a significant ATO liability. Even though he had a payment plan of $10,000 per week in place this was strangling the company's cash flow and would continue to do so for a considerable period of time, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it was a profitable mis- business moving forward. So I met with the director and his accountant to discuss the various options available, including the relatively new small business restructuring process. After considering the options, the director agreed that the small business restructuring process was the best option for him. And after several discussions with myself and his accountant, he submitted a restructuring plan to his creditors, uh, which involved refinancing his real estate and offering 25 cents in the dollar in full and final satisfaction, which was a better outcome than the estimated dividend in a hypothetical liquidation scenario that I calculated. Mm-hmm. The creditors accept this offer. The finance was obtained as it was conditional upon creditors voting in favour of it. The dividend was paid to creditors and provided the company with a clean slate moving forward. Should I add from my experience, um, the ATO, as the major creditor in most scenarios, has been very supportive of the small business restructuring <laughs> okay. process. Yes, right. I've, as, got a, I've, got a, I've got a couple of questions about that later, but crack on. No, it's, it's, and they've been supporting, especially if the company is employing, 
can show that the major causes of its financial distress was outside the director's control. So we're talking COVID-19 over the last few years, but also putting their natural disasters like fire, flood, and even health issues of the director or his immediate family, including, in this example, mental health, which is a big uh, play in society at the moment. And the ATO also wants to know that the, the business is viable moving forward and has cash flow forecasts to support this, uh, to support it moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jill, what are your takeaways from hearing that real world example? Gail, it's the collaboration. Uh, I think a lot of our members are a bit concerned they'll lose a client, but as we've just heard from Andrew, it's about working together. As a member, support your clients to get the right help at the right time and as soon as possible. So the accountant saw the red flags, sat with their client talking to Andrew, worked together to decide the best option and then supported the business through it. Yes, Andrew took over the restructuring to deal with the creditors and manage the plan. That's his job. But the accountant was there keeping that business running day to day and looking viable into the future. Jill, can you also now give me a quick explainer of what the small business restructuring process is and how it saved, in this instance, what Andrew was talking about, that client's business? Oh, gosh, what, in 30 seconds or less? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I do have a timer, as those listening along will know. I think the key things, it's about getting your business back to business. So, in essence, there are criteria. You have to have total debts of less than a million dollars. You have to have your tax lodgements pretty much up to date. And you have to have paid or, or can pay any entitlements of your employees that are due and payable, such as their superannuation. Now, if you're in that position, but you can see financial hardship on the, you know, the horizon, or in fact, you're possibly pretty much looking at insolvency right now, get talking about it. Because if you sit with your accountant and call in the specialist, the registered liquidator, they can help you navigate that journey. If you've got a viable business, that's the key thing here, Gil, Mm. you've got to have a viable future. Well, let's get the debt sorted and clear you to move ahead. And that's what saves the business, acting early. Mm. Okay, so Andrew, people listening along might be thinking then, what is the difference between a small business restructure and voluntary administration? Can you explain that difference? Yes. Uh, as Joe has mentioned, the small business restructuring process is only available to small businesses with debts of less than $1 million and who meet the eligibility criteria. Yes. Yep. However, the main difference between the small business restructuring and the voluntary administration is that the directors remain in control of the day-to-day operations of the business whilst going through the small business restructure process. Compare this to the voluntary administration scenario where the administrator takes control of the trading as he's personally liable for any debts incurred. He or she. He or she, sorry, yes. (laughs) The the administrator is personally liable for the debts incurred. Uh, But as a result of this, as the directors remain in control, this results in cheaper costs, professional costs being incurred under the small business restructuring process compared to the voluntary administration. And in addition, the directors are more comfortable and responsive by the fact that they are left in control of the day-to-day of business affairs rather than effectively being put on the sidelines by in a voluntary administration process. So basically, it leaves the directors doing what they do best, their trade or profession, and the restructuring practitioner doing what they do best, saving companies and businesses. Okay, okay. So then, Jill, and you touched on this a little bit already, I think, but what is it that's holding back our members and then in turn their clients from using this process 
that Andrew and you have been explaining today? I think the first one is not being aware of it. Okay. Um, for our members in particular. Tick, tick. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, <laughs> share it with all on Sunday. Continue on. Yes. Any, what else? I think our members tell us that when they start these difficult conversations with their clients, the clients stop coming because they probably can't pay their accountant's bill. But the upside of this process, if you meet the eligibility criteria, it's a positive conversation. What we're talking about is we can actually, if all the things happen correctly, keep your business going. But for the directors, and I think sort of Andrew's alluded to it, we have to remember at this end of the business scale, the business is their life. It's what pays their rent. Mm. It's what puts food on the table for the family. It's not something separate from their day-to-day world. So it is a very difficult decision. So just a call out to our members is really keeping conversation with your clients, understand what's impacting their business. We, We talk about the pandemic, but let's be honest. We can have roadworks set by a local council that go for 18 months instead of six months. You yourself might have, I think Andrew's example, there was a divorce and and stress in the family. Anything that's outside of your control that affects your business, seek help early. And members, don't hesitate to speak to the experts. Remember, your registered liquidator probably is already a chartered accountant and then has done extra I think it's 4,000 hours just in insolvency to even apply to get what we call their ticket. So trust them, call them in early and have that conversation. Mm. Well, that then leads me to what I'm thinking next, Andrew, for members who are listening along today and who have a client who really need to get involved in this process. What is step one? A member should always be proactive with his clients. They're the trusted advisor. And if they see any early warning signs of financial distress, early intervention maximises the chance of restructuring and saving the business. The members listening should be asking themselves that if they have any clients on the ATO payment plan, for for example, whether or not that payment plan is actually in the best interest of their clients, especially if it significantly affects their cash flow, and they need to consider what the other options are, including the small business restructuring process. If they identify a problem, they should reach out to a registered liquidator to obtain professional and qualified advice mm. and discuss the options available. My firm, Rogers Reedy, like many other insolvency and reconstruction firms, offer an initial consultation obligation and cost-free. Okay, that's interesting, cost-free. I do enjoy that aspect of it. But Jill, is there anything else you'd like to add? I think just a call out to directors. Look, I know it's difficult. You spend all your day running your business, but what the one thing you've got to keep your eye on is your cash flow. And you've got to be looking forward with that. If you see any bumps in the next two months, that's when you start talking to your accountant. Let's get ahead of these bumps and make sure you stay contributing to the economy. Good points there, Jill. Andrew, how do you go about finding a registered liquidator? And and, and why should you use one? To be a to act as a small business restructuring practitioner, as you've indicated, you have to be a registered liquidator and they have to be registered through ASIC, the Australian Securities Investment Commission. Simple internet search on the words registered liquidator will take you to the relevant webpage at the ASIC uh, website, which has an Excel workbook listing every registered liquidator by state. So you can do a search mm-hmm. by, by your locality mm-hmm. to find out who's closest to you, if need be. In addition, and for most for extra comfort, most registered liquidators are members of a professional body, in my case, CANS. Woo-hoo. 
and are also members of an insolvency and reconstruction organisation, such as the Australian Reconstruction Insolvency Turnaround or the Association of Independent Insolvency Practitioners. Okay, that's good. All right, so there is place to find information and we'll put all the links to that in the show notes, so don't um, worry about having to jot it down right now. We'll make them hyperlinks. Jill, I want to come back to the ATO. I mean, in, in Andrew's example, the ATO is getting ends up getting less than what they potentially would argue they were owed. Why does the ATO accept this restructuring process? Because they're commercially savvy and if a viable business keeps operating, they keep paying tax. And I know not everyone will believe this, but the ATO does want you to survive. But you've got to chat to them early. That This is the key. And secondly, why this process in particular? Because it means the directors have been proactive. That's a tick for the ATO to start with. It also means the ATO will get back more of their tax dollars that were due at the time this process started. So statistics are already telling us that the average return is 15 cents in the dollar. Now, if you don't do anything and you go through another external administration process, possibly end up in liquidation, in any of those, the ATO walks away with, now let me check, oh, that's right, zero cents in the dollar. So it's a very attractive proposal to the ATO who actually want a viable business to keep employing and keep paying tax. Mm. Okay, well, Andrew, the other question I think that people might be thinking as they're listening along is that the registered liquidator will then take clients away from the accountant. Explain why that's not the case. This is definitely not the case. And in fact, especially under small business restructuring process, we often see the member's client become a better, more efficient client without the headache of significant taxation liabilities and other debts and the associated issues that come with dealing with those creditors, including the ATO. Not to mention the goodwill of a successful restructure can create between the member and their client as a result of dealing with financial problems previously faced by the client. I often find it's a three-way partnership between myself as a restructuring practitioner, mm. who is often only involved for a short period of time, the member, who normally becomes involved in the turnaround strategies and their implementation, together with the ongoing monitoring of their clients, and the client themselves. In addition, most insolvency and reconstruction firms are specialists that don't have a taxation, business service or audit division. So members don't need to be worried about the client being pinched from them. And as mentioned earlier, the restructuring process often results in a better overall client for their members moving forward. Okay, you know that that sounds that sounds like it's a it's a win win in a tricky situation. Jill, how do you see the roles of the chartered accountant and the registered liquidator working together? I think our members can I say the canary in the coal mine? Uh, it's an old saying, but that's their job. They're, you know, see those red flags, open up the conversation as soon as you can. And if you need to call in support, the specialist, do direct your client to the right people. So our members have a key role in making sure directors facing financial stress don't buy into the Google, we can make your debt disappear i.e. will phoenix your company. Mm. That just leads to horrendous trauma later down the line. So members, make sure you know who your clients need and connect them early. Mm. Now, for the registered liquidator, as you've heard from Andrew and myself, they're highly qualified, they're highly regulated, they have a breadth of experience and they can manage creditors. So get them on your team early. Mm. We are rapidly running out of time, Andrew. I just wanted to quickly touch on what are the costs here? The cost of uh, conducting a small business restructure 
depend it varies depends on the fact matters and circumstances. Mm. However, generally it's approximately about five to ten percent of the total debts, which means between twenty five to thirty five cents in the dollar, okay. a small business can deal with its debts in full and final satisfaction of all those claims, including costs. Okay, all right. So, and Jill, why is this topical at the moment? Primarily because there's a call from the industry to government to start bringing together both the corporate insolvency, which is what we're talking about today, and the personal insolvency systems. Why? Because the assets of those directors at the small business end are their personal assets. And so there's got to be some harmonisation between the two. All right. Look, we are out of time. Is there anything else that you want people to know about, Jill, just before we wrap up? Act early. Act early. I love it. The other thing I will let you know is that everything that the team has talked about today, we will put in the show notes. There is a lot to learn in this episode and I don't want you to miss a thing. So the links will be in there and they'll be hyperlinked and take you to what you need on our website and elsewhere. And share this episode with your clients who want to understand more about the process and what it'll mean for them. Also, if you listen to the other episodes from season three, episode three has been very popular. It's on accountants financing letters. There's also a useful episode on cybersecurity for SMPs and one on the ATO changes to work from home deductions, plus an explainer on a great development for CAANZ, the ability to use fee help to help cover the course fees for becoming a chartered accountant. Follow the pod to find them or click the links on the show notes that I will put there for you. The podcast has an email as well, so feel free to get in touch. Podcast at charteredaccountantsanz.com. Let's start a conversation. Thank you, Jill and Andrew, for being my experts on Small Firm Big Impact. Thanks, Gil. Thanks, and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.